Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello and welcome to episode 63 of the First Exchange podcast with me, your host, Lydia Day Dahl. Well, continuing on from my exploration into the spiritual realm, um, I selfishly wanted today's guest to come on so that I could rack her brain and ask lots of questions and, and get some whys and, and different things answered. Um, I was delighted to be joined today by the wonderful Hazel Cainswaran Grogan. Um, you might know Hazel from the pop band Dove um, from a couple decades ago. Uh, can't believe it's been 20 years since Dove has been around. I feel so old, but she was in to talk about her experience within the music industry and her experiences in life and how that led her onto this incredible journey that she has been on in spiritual healing and her business Halo Therapies uh, specializes in, in lots of healing in particular Reiki so she came in to talk about how she experienced you know music and the music industry and how that led her to to working within uh, spiritual therapy. We had a wonderful conversation about it and it's one of my favorite topics and it's my favorite topics because it, it's it resonates with me for some reason I'm still on my journey f- trying to find out why that is but um, it was so great to get her in and so interesting she's just an incredible person her energy is just so vibrant so I was delighted that she came in I will let you now go and enjoy episode 63 but before I do can I just say and I always say it thank you so much to everyone for taking the time to listen to the podcast for sharing the podcast for telling your friends for tagging me in social media it means so much I'm so grateful uh, for the support and if we didn't have your support we wouldn't be able to continue the podcast so long may it continue So without further ado, go and enjoy episode 63 of the First Exchange podcast with Hazel Cainsworn-Grogan, aka Halo Therapies. Hazel. Thank you so much. I'm so excited. I know I was saying the first time I've been in town in how long? Like three years or it's something. It's been like a while. It's exciting for you. We're getting I was to walking go through the streets. It's like, you know, the, the walking dead walking around. There's nobody around. <laughs> so how are you good? I'm good. Yeah, I'm yeah. delighted you've come in. Thank Thanks you so very much. much. Great for have, Thanks for having me. I know. It's been a while. I've been, we've been talking for a while trying yeah. to organise to come in. So yeah. I'm delighted now that you have. And the sunshine is out, which is great. Great feelings now all around. Yes. Mm-hmm. Makes a difference, doesn't it? Makes a total it? difference. It does. Right, let's get cracked. Yeah. I'm like I'm so excited to hear because I obviously have known you from your music yeah. back in the day. Uh big fan. Dove, hello. Much, it's twenty years now, it's mad, it's- isn't it? Nuts to think Somebody it's Somebody said to me, you still look the same. I was like, thanks. You, uh, Hazel, you actually do. Like, you're flawless, like, oh, seriously. Thanks. it's But it's your energy it's as well. Energy, yeah. It's your energy. Young, vibrant. Because oh my God, are you, uh, because Gail was first, they all think I'm the oldest one. Yeah. 
but be- maybe because I was in Dove first and Gail wasn't really that recognised at the time but yeah. she was modelling so she wasn't in the music world yeah and everyone goes oh yeah you have a younger sister Gail I'm like no I'm I'm the one Jeff. it's the other one around yeah, it's the other <laughs> way around but, but it's funny like people say when I, even when I look back on my pictures I go oh my god I didn't change that much no you didn't yeah. you didn't and the red hair iconic the red hair and I'm going blonde now which was very uh, such a bad idea in the midst of uh, the Covid experience because <laughs> then we, all the hairdressers were, <laughs> like everyone's able to do their own roots because I used to do my own when I was in Dove everywhere yeah. I went any tours I was on I used to bring the little pot of red with me and just do it in the bathrooms yeah. of, the, of the hotels yeah. where now you can't do that when you're trying to balayage yeah. oh not at all so well, no, hell no. No, 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 so, no. no. Look, luckily, I'm getting away with the grey. <laughs> um, can't wait for the hairdressers to open. I know, we're all dying for it. Yeah. But can we talk about the music for a little bit? Because it, it's so interesting. Yeah. I, I obviously knew um, of your family, the musical family, the Canesware name. It's yeah. so well known yeah. in Ireland, you know. Um, and uh, then I was doing my own kind of Googling and searching for Reiki healing. And I was doing like seeing who's in my area and stuff. And your website for Halo Therapy came up. Yeah. And I was like, I, your picture, I think, was, and I was like, God, that's the image of, of, of the, the, the lady who was in Dove. And then I saw the name. I was like, no. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, I have to, to I have to send you a message. I have to get you on. It's so different. Uh, that's so the, different. That's the thing that people say. When I started off doing Reiki first, so I started off in 2012, as in physically um, set up my business. And I would call myself Halo Reiki. And I didn't put yeah. any picture of I put a brown angel. Because I didn't want people to come to me for Reiki. Mm-hmm. knowing that I was Hazel you're one from Duff yes, I wanted yeah. people to come to me because they actually wanted healing so I kept my name out of it and didn't put my name down mm-hmm. and even at that point I hadn't got the website set up so I didn't want people to come when I opened the door to people they go oh. you can always see their face oh my god that's your one of the day <laughs> and you get this shock but yeah, it was yeah. good because then they were coming for the healing and yes. not coming to see where I lived yes and then I would assume Within a couple of minutes or they're relaxed and they're like, okay, yeah, I'm here course, for whatever. Yeah. Yeah, and I suppose course. in a way, I, especially with me, I would have never changed from the time I was in Dove. I'm still exact same girl from Cordoff. I haven't changed. My husband laughs at me sometimes, says you can take the girl from Cordoff. But anyway, <laughs> um, but the um, I haven't changed in any way, shape or form. So people resonate with me because I, I am still quite down to earth. I haven't yeah. changed. I haven't gone into this whole, I'm a guru now. I'm, mm-hmm. you know, I'm doing Reiki and I'm all spiritual. I, I'm still, I still curse. Yes, I still curse a lot. Yeah, <laughs> especially in the last twelve months, I've been really cursing. So um, yeah, and I mean that's probably the Irish part of it, and I would never lose that mm. because that really brings back to who I am. And and if people resonate with me, they stay with me. If people don't, they can always move on. Absolutely. You know, that's, that's how it works. When you look back at your time um, in Dove in the music uh, industry, can you see little you know bits of of yourself that resonate with you now? Like maybe before you got onto this journey, you could have seen or felt little sort of bits of like yeah I remember back then I had that or you know well, I've always been I, I mean I've always been a very ki- kind um, empathic person that mm-hmm. I always wanted to help people I've always been yeah. like that anywhere I went even when I was with Dove they, they say to me you stop I always stop for the homeless people stop for the, the poor old dog on the side of the street yeah. so I've always had that nature my mum and dad used to say the same when I was growing up that I which one of the things was I wanted to be a nun <laughs> none where there was none wanted um, and then obviously that didn't happen because I had four children and all that so that didn't go down, <laughs> down the road right but then I also my, my parents obviously saw the caring part of me because I was mm-hmm. always trying to fix people even as a kid I was always wanted to be a nurse so my dad used to try and push me down the road of going to be a doctor because mm-hmm. I had that that part of me that wanted to help people I've always been like that so even when I was in Dove I was like that and obviously now looking back on my time in Dove it gave me the life experiences I suppose Mm -hmm. you know because I was I was only 20 early 20s when I was in Dove 
I started off in Dublin in 1996 and had an amazing experience with them. And I really, and it's so, it's so mad to even think about me meeting Graeme, who was the guy who, um, Graeme Cruz, that was in my band. It's so mad to even think that when I met him, I was so terrified that day going in to meet him in the Hairy Lemon uh, down in, across from Stephen's Green there. And I was, um, my sister said, you're going to meet this fella. He's, he wants to set up a band. He's looking for people who have brown skin. Mm. And I just had this vision that Graeme was going to be like this 30-odd-year-old man with red hair and glasses. Yeah, and then I met Graham. He was like six, 17 and he had like dreads, and he was wearing Dolce and Gabbana. Well. younger than me, and I was like, "What the hell?" And he he even said to me, "Remember when I met you first? I could not get five words out of you, like I couldn't talk. I was so terrified to talk. No, you can't shut me up now. Yeah, 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 yeah." And Graham really, really did. I mean, <laughs> I, I I do thank Graham for that because he really brought out all the good parts of me. Like, I, you know, he'd say, "Oh, you're a mad bitch. You know, do what you do, do what you do when you're with me. Yeah. Do that when you're outside. Don't hold that back." Because I used to think, "Oh, TV, radio, you have to be a certain way." Yeah. So I never ever, I never took that step where I was going to change from being Hazel that I was mm. to being this Hazel for only television or only radio. So I've always kept that because I thought, you know, people like me that way. I'm going to stay like that. And Absolutely. I've never, ever, I've never changed. Even now, still exact same person I was when I was 17. What, you know? what was, um, when you look back at that time, what were the highlights? What were your kind of defining moments where you were like, because what, oh, what, what an experience. I know, what an experience. I mean, when I started off in Dove, so I was what, my dad died when I was 17. The following year, I went for that audition and my sister was saying to me, no, just, uh, my dad died in um, 1995. I was 17 at the time. And my first experience of doing singing of any sort was yeah. in a, a karaoke the week before he died. Wow. And my dad said to me, come on, we go over to the pub, there's a karaoke on. I wasn't supposed to be drinking, obviously, but he let me have a little glass of Guinness. And I sat with my dad and he said, get up and sing. And he pushed me to get up and sing, even though I, I, I was always a great singer growing up. Like he did all the talent competitions, but not like Billy Barry. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah, local yeah. talent competitions in Cardiff. So they all knew me in Cardiff as like the Whitney Houston of Cardiff because I always sung Whitney Houston yeah. songs. I loved Motown, yeah. all of the so R&B and all. And um, when I went, uh, I, I won, I, no, I went that night, which was the Tuesday night. My dad died on the Wednesday morning. And wow. I got into the finals on the Tuesday night and he was so delighted. He was telling everybody, oh, Hazel was great last night singing. So the following week when he, we had his funeral and everything, all of his family had come home from Singapore. There was hundreds, because my mum is a massive family, 16 in my mum's family, and my dad's family came back from Singapore. There's nine of them. And we had this massive big party in the pub for the night of the, of the, um, karaoke which is the final and I won you, did you get up and sing I got up and sang and it well, was what was that where, where do broken hearts go and oh. everyone was crying Balling. my mom was like standing beside the stage with loads of photographs and I'm like oh but one of the uh, guys that was on that show that night he asked me to um I think he was um Jackie Johnson his name was and he was looking after like um all these bands at the time that we used to go around all the clubs and all that and he, he got me to come and do an audition so it sort of gave me that little bit of a push to sing mm. and then it was only about four or five months later that I met Graham so it was like wow. as if there was something happening from behind the scenes that my dad Red was crumbs. pushing me yeah. down that road because he yeah. knew I was a good singer so then I, I, I met Graham that was the following year and like I mean from even now when I'm thinking about here where we are in this street like we started off uh, 98 in the um, Olympia there doing the that was our first big thing because we were we had two singles out at that point um night remember and um what was the other song we had out um jace i think i know anyway but the first two songs but i can't remember it's too long <laughs> it's like too long ago i was like oh my god it feels like ages um so we had the two, first two singles out and we did the panto with dustin yeah, and it was amazing iconic dustin and twink and it was such a good panto that it ran from the november 
all the way to February. Wow. And I was working in term working at the time. I was working a full-time job and I was going in at night time to do the, the rehearsals and then at the weekend to do the gigs and then it went on for another month. Because you know like normal pantos, Christmas pantos yeah. only go on till January. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. when I look at that experience that we had like every night pe- meeting people, you know, the experiences of being in the band and the the all the... Um, life experience and all the people skills that you get mm-hmm. from meeting people all the time and you know I'm hearing people's stories and that and and you know the crack that we had I mean you, the years that we did we were in Dove I was in Dove for five years we went all we toured all over the world we went to LA we went uh, we did a nine week tour in England where we were on the Smash It's Roadshow with all of the bands at the time which was um, Boyzone Westlife uh, all of the big bands, mm. uh, Spice Girls, everybody was on with Robbie Williams when he'd wow. left Take That. I remember Robbie Williams walking into my room and he's like, is this makeup? And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> and this, I was on my own because um, Tom McInerney, who was my, was my makeup artist then, he was like kicking me under the table, say yes, because like, he'd tell me he's had this <laughs> massive big thing of all the makeup yeah, yeah, from just yeah. me, right? Yeah. And Tom would have all his makeup laid out and he, he Robbie Williams comes in with his top off and he goes, this makeup, and he was only like really young. I think he left the band very yeah. early on. Tom was kicking me on the tail say yeah and I was like it's down the girl yeah. <laughs> and when I think about it now like the experience that we had like so many amazing experiences like when I when I think back I mean there's so so many so so exciting because that time that's when pop music yeah, and was the music crew, they'd like just exploded yes. yeah you know, we, we had so many Irish bands yeah like they were all out of time Bewitched yeah. Boys on West we, we travelled on all our planes together anywhere we went we all went together what a buzz so funny and um, like to have that experience, not only going with your Irish crew and like Graham knew everybody because he was a choreographer in Diggs Lane where yeah. Westlife and Boyzone mm-hmm. and uh, um, uh, Bewitched used to, uh, they would do all their auditions from. So we all were a big family going around together. Yeah. So it was really, when, you look, when I look back and I mean, even going coming to the end of it, when I left Dove and I went out on my own, I had so many experiences by doing what I did, people people being with people yes. and that really gave me now even now that I have no fear of being able to talk to anyone or yeah. you know it's just, it's just like water off a duck's back absolutely. if I can sing in front of a hundred thousand people oh, absolutely. I can do and it's so funny because people say to me now would you still sing and I'm like yeah, I was going to ask, do you miss it? I, I miss it sometimes. You know, when I see, you know, people on, you know, like, you know, say for instance, I was watching Tina Turner the other night and I was like, fucking hell. Like, I do miss it sometimes because yeah. it's it's that buzz. Mm. And what I do miss, which is the weirdest thing, is I miss the v- feeling that you get before you go out onto stage. The that nerves. like, oh, God, yeah. God, 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 God. And like, feel the fear and do it. Yes. And just go walk out. And it's amazing. The minute that you t- I took out the microphone, like, all of that's gone. Mm. And then you're on stage and you're on stage for, stage for 10 songs and you're like, Oh my God, I don't want to leave. Yes. Do you know? Yeah. Because yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I do love singing and when I do sing, I, I, I'm i a good singer. I can't, you can't, I can't take that away from me, but, and I'm a good songwriter. So I, I do miss it sometimes because it's missing the actual entertainment part mm. of it. The buzz of being on stage, like the other parts of it, of traveling in a car with three people and the, and the tour manager and squished, like those parts are like, oh God, but it was great crack as well. So, yeah. you know what I mean? It's, it's something that I can tell my children, like, and my kids all say, why don't you go back? on X Factor now mum like no fucking way How, what age range are your kids now my oldest Oshin, which I don't really remember when I went into um, Pop Stars the you Rivals. were pregnant I was pregnant yeah. with Oshin. he's 19 this year that's hard to believe wow. isn't it he's driving and all now he's full, full time working <laughs> 
mad. Everyone goes the boom. That makes me right? feel old. I was throwing out girls aloud because of him. I was like, I was well, is, is it true you. that Kimberly Walsh replaced you? She took you. my place. Oh. But in fairness, I actually wanted her in because I got on well with so well with Nadine and Kimberly. We three of us used to sit together and all through all the auditions. So yeah. when I got in and Nadine got in and she didn't, I was devastated because I knew that she was actually better than some of them that was yeah. were, had gotten into the last ten. Yeah. And I know in a way. I mean, I know now looking back on it. I know your path has to go a certain way. It's like the sliding doors. If I had gone one way, I would have been, you don't know where I would have been with Oshin on the road and all mm-hmm. of that part. And I probably wouldn't have had the other three children that I have. Yeah. I, I, I went another way. Yes, yeah. And I got to do my own thing in my own, you know, my own way. I got to do, I was my, I owned my own record label. I did everything myself. I, mm-hmm. I wasn't part of, you know, the Granada Television that owned 50% of putting a band together. Yes. I mean, I signed the contract for Girls Aloud. Myself and Nadine signed that contract. And well. even though like, I was never in the band. Do you know what I mean? But it's it's mad to believe that they went on to be to be not not mad to believe because obviously that that was their part. But like imagine the experiences all that they had. But I had a different experience because I loved being a mother as well. So yeah. I know people go, oh yeah, girls allowed being a mother. <laughs> you mad joke? Why would you choose that? But you know you do. But, I mean, I I like. Yeah, I, I imagine at the time it's the ride and it's the success yeah. and the money and everything. Obviously, the, the, the pinnacle of girls, they probably share a coal. Like, look at, at the career she's yeah. after having. Yeah. But I wonder when she's 80, if she's interviewed, you know, yeah. what her opinion is. I'm sure there's lots that. of lows as well. Absolutely. Yeah, there has know, to and be. You do miss a lot of, especially, mm-hmm. you know, I know from being on the road with Dove, you know, nine weeks away from your family. I'm from a big family. So I used to miss it so much to be home in Ireland yeah. with my family because I'm quite a people, family person. So for me, I used to be so homesick. So I can understand, especially like, you know, why people, they, they don't like the road and they mm-hmm. don't like being away and that because they don't have those things that they have when they're home mm-hmm. you know so I, I, I never ever looking back I had so many amazing experiences and I'd never ever that was my path to go down mm-hmm. this road and look at look what I'm doing now I was obviously meant to go down this road I was never absolutely meant to, and you're you lucky know? in that you've been able to <clears throat> carve out you know yeah. so many different uh, careers for yourself and, and experience yeah and and live live fully you know what yeah. I mean and, and experience all these different and like even living. now the adapting of how the COVID experience had it adapting to doing stuff on Zoom on computers on TV through Zoom like I've no problems with any of those things I've mm-hmm. done that so many times before people say to me like you know seeing me on television and seeing me on Zoom you know, they, they feel like the same connection do you know yes yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. And, and as well when I when I use my voice in my healing work there's a, there's a reason that I was a singer because my mm. voice is, the, it's the tone of my voice is actually very healing as well. I know sometimes my husband might say differently. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, where's, Hel- where's Hazel? Where's my wife? Because Helga comes in every now and then and the F's and the B's and the wardrobe comes out. <laughs> Uh, and uh, so you know I, the tone of my voice which I understand now there's a tone that I use in my meditations that is a, a healing tone mm. would you be big on sound healing yeah yeah okay well, amazing I, I didn't know that when I started off first I didn't know when I started off on my Reiki journey first my if we go back to when I started off first in 2002 I started having Reiki sessions because I was coming out of the breakup with my ex that I had Oshin and Fionn with I was devastated at that point and I was on my healing journey Went down the road, I got an angel card for myself. I kept, you know, trying to uh, meditate and talk to my guides and get them to steer me on the right mm. path. I did Reiki in 2006 when I met my husband. So my husband, Martin, who I'm married to now, um, f- uh, 15 years now. When 2006, when I started off my journey, I went to my auntie, who is my mom's sister. She's my mom's older sister. And she's been doing Reiki 40 odd years. Wow. And 
they all talk. She's my mom's eleventh sister. They all thought she was mad, airy fairy. Or she's yes. mad one over in England. There, you know, yeah. the, hippie, the hippie shit one. And everyone, but but anybody who's sick, they go to Ethel. Yeah, they didn't believe her, but when anyone was when sick, they needed her. They needed her. Like, oh yes. yeah, I'm just going to go to Ethel on a flight, and they'd all jump on a flight and go to Ethel, and not go to a doctor. You know, there was yeah. something was re- it was something that was big that was wrong. They all went to her. So there was behind the scenes, they knew that she mm-hmm. was good at what she did, and I obviously learned from the best. She's my mom's sister. 2006, I did level one and two. Of Reiki and I've been on my journey doing Reiki ever since. Wow. What was your calling f- to do it? What, what what did you feel inside <clears throat> you? Well, not enough for the fact that it really helped me. So mm-hmm. when I was getting sessions on 2002 after my breakup, I definitely felt that connection, that real connection that I was really healing my heart, especially because mm-hmm. I was, had gone through that uh, lull in my life. It was a, definitely a down. And which 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 I always say now, when I meet people now, every single person that comes through my door now, I've had the same experiences with. Yeah. Bar the fact I've never been sexually abused, thank God. But mm-hmm. every other abuse I've had experience of yeah. right so I can resonate with every single person that comes through that door mm-hmm. and not for the fact that I'm not saying because I haven't had sexual abuse happen to me I don't resonate with people because I have loads of clients that have mm-hmm. it so I've heard and, and, and learned from those clients how to help others right yeah. but every experience I've had in my life and I have a quite a lot of tough experiences all of those experiences in my life was leading me up to the life that I'm on now yes because every single person that walks in the door, I've been there, walked the shoes. So I think that when you have walked in the shoes of somebody who's been really hurt on their heart or had a child who was sick or had gone through um, alcoholism in their family, like my dad was an alcoholic, when 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 you can resonate with someone like that, you connect with them on a different mm-hmm. place than saying, you know, I'm a guru, I'm going to help you. And then you're not, there's no real connection there. Yes. So I think that by having my own life experiences, it really helped me going forward in my healing journey because then mm-hmm. I could really connect with that person on a real heart heart level and 2006 when I when I lear- learned how to do a force I was le- level one Reiki is all about healing yourself mm-hmm. so you, you put your hands on yourself and you fix yourself and I, you, you, it's all about self-healing first because mm-hmm. how can you fix somebody else and go on to be a practitioner and be a, a Reiki t- um, healer or teacher or practitioner and not fix yourself first. Mm-hmm. You have to, because if you, if I was to put my hands on you now and I pick up your energy and it's an emotional energy that I feel are triggers within me, and I put my hands on you and I feel that energy coming up from you, I'm going to be going, oh, because I feel it myself, because mm-hmm. I haven't fixed myself. Yeah. So you have to really heal yourself first. So 2006, I did level one, six months of practicing on me, practicing on, on people around me, my husband, my Oshin uh, and Fionn, and I had my first son um, with Martin in 2007, that's Niall Sean. And then 2008, my youngest, Pierce, was born and he was born ill. Wow. And if ever there was somebody that was going to push me down a path, it was him. Wow. So now I understand why he came into my life because I was, yeah, Reiki's good, yeah, fixes me. And, you know, it doesn't really, doesn't really work. Just, you know, feel all right. Yeah. Until you have an experience where you're put to the test to use it properly. Mm. And he was born in 2008. He was born with a very serious condition that he can't have any carb. He can't have any carbs or fat. So he can only have protein. Protein only. So now he's wow. fed. He's 12, he's 12 now. We did 11 months in Crumlin. I slept on the floor beside him because he's literally three weeks old. And I, we were brought into Crumlin and left my three children at home. And I was there 24-7, right? Yeah. And he was born with this really um, weird condition because no one else knows what it is. There's no even name for it. Where he can't have any carbs, can't have any, any fat. So he has to be fed by a machine. So wow. at night time he gets fed into a, a central line in his chest. And I was there, my guys kept saying to me, put your hands on him, put your hands on him. So 
here I am with the, the light is coming down through me, mm-hmm. what you can do, what everyone can do. So I will, with, with Reiki, you, when you learn how to do a f- uh, level one, level two, you're opened up to connecting into that light that we can all access. Mm-hmm. So this light is now coming through me and through my hands. And my guys are saying, put your hands on him, put your hands on him. So for the whole time I was in the hospital, I put my hands on him. Like, and they never thought he was going to come out of the hospital. I, so many times they said, oh no, he won't last the night. So wow. when you see that and you go, I said, just let me take him home whatever way. Whatever it is, if it's a machine, I don't care. Just let me take him home. Because mm. I saw so many experiences there in the hospital of m- mammies coming in with babies overnight and going out with the empty pram. Oh. So I was like, don't let it be me. Don't let it be me. I will do anything. Don't let it be me. But when you when you understand now, at the time I was going through that experience, I was like, oh my God, please. Why me, God? Why is it me? Why did, ha- why did this happen to me? But now I know it wasn't God. It was the God within me giving me that experience mm-hmm. so I could then have this experience with him to fix him to be able to fix all the others. Do you understand? Absolutely. So he's, we both chose it together. There's no, there's no coincidences. Nobody's making you do it. Nobody's, nobody's, nobody's put, put me on the path that I'm on. I put myself on it and gave myself all the experiences I had through my life mm. to teach me for the life I was going to have. I chose, I chose them. It's like a little checklist, right? I'm going to go down, I'm going to learn how to have an alcoholic parent. I'm going to have, learn how to lose them very early. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get heartbroken in t- 2002. I'm going to have my child in 2008, where, 2007, where I have an experience where I'm pushed down a path where I think I don't want to go because mm-hmm. don't let it be me and I don't want to go there. But it actually, then when you look back, so I'm 12 years on and look back, go, oh my God, now I understand why. Wow. Is it overwhelming? Never. Not o- overwhelming in what way? Overwhelming that the realization of that it is not when when you get that ah moment yeah, yeah because now i understand it now looking back because i've i've had many experiences since i mean i wouldn't be a holy person as in i would my mother was catholic my dad hindu mm. so there was always that in our house my mom would send us to mass because that was what was taught to them you know that was the way the yeah. limitations can beliefs that they had pushed down onto us you have to go to mass on a sunday i never went to mass because i was i was holy or i was religious i went to mass because i loved singing in the choir well, Do you know yeah. what I mean? Because you had me in the <laughs> choir singing, so I loved I loved mass for that. So I was never a holy person, but since having Pierce and going down the road of when you have no other options, right? We had, you know, we very we were myself, my husband, very successful. We had all the money in the world; nothing could fix him. Yes. All the money in the world couldn't fix him. So where do you go? You go to the best doctors, and they go, "We don't know." Yeah. we don't know this is the weirdest thing ever you go to America you talk to all the lead researchers they go we don't know mm. so then you go okay who do I go to oh god please help me absolutely so then you, when you're on your knees you're on your knees yes and that's when you look at your life in a totally different way and mm-hmm. you say okay and everything then sort of fell away and I said okay so I'm going to do this I'm going to go on this journey I went to Medjugorje I did all the praying things that you do you know you go out to these holy places where you go Lourdes Medjugorje I went to had amazing experiences in Medjugorje where I really felt that Our Lady was with me even though I'm not a holy person I just yeah. really felt that connection to go mm-hmm. I've been back four or five times I just love Medjugorje for the energy that's there if you ever get a chance I've to go I've never been no it's amazing and it's not don't go as a holy person don't go in religious sense go to feel yeah. Go with your feeling and go and just be there in the in Medjugorje itself. It's amazing, amazing energy. And I had so many experiences there. Amazing experiences there. And then when I came back from Medjugorje, I really said, right, I'm going to put my hands on him and then I'm going to really believe and trust that I'm on the right path and I'm going to I'm going to be led. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to just go with the flow and take one day at a time and see what happens. And I mean, here he is, 12 years on. He is teaching me. I mean, he's he's the most spiritual person. It's so funny. If I say something, you go, man, that was very mean. Really? She like cuts me off straight Straight away. If I say something like, and and he'll say something to me, like I go, oh my God, yeah. Something that, say something, I say something, he go, 
that was racist. This is a new thing. Everything is, you're so racist, even though it's nothing about race. Everything is, that was very racist, ma'am. If I say she's like pink and you're like, that was very racist, ma'am. And I say, she's very pink or she's very orange. Yeah. Because, ma'am, that was real racist. And I'm like, where was this coming from? Like, I'm, I'm brown myself. Yeah. So, um, so it's funny, like, he, he really knows because remember the children that are coming in now, all these new children that are coming in now are all the new age children, the new wave of high vibrational children that are coming in. He's one of them who has been here thousands and thousands of times before. They've had so many incarnations and been down here. And these new ones are coming now back to teach us. Mm. So he came to teach me. I'm teaching him. Um, so we're both teaching each other. He'll know that my mom goes out and does Reiki and helps people. And he'll just it'll just be a knowing thing with, mm-hmm. within him that he'll know that in, instead of going for medicine, instead of going for the Calpol that we've all, or the paracetamol, he'll go, because yes. they all come to me. They go, mom, my head is hurting, Reiki me. Yes. Do you know? Well, they don't how go, amazing is that? We, oh my we, when we were kids, we were like, my mum would Calpol, bottles of Calpol or, you yes. know, Septron or whatever the yeah. antibiotic was, what they were told was, this is the way to go. So it's it's amazing that they're learning from me mm-hmm. going, that, well, it's the hands first. Yeah. You know, use your hands. Because we all can tap into it. Everybody can do it. This is what we were, we were talking before we started recording. You were saying this about yeah. that, you know, and Colette Darling, who you know, we yeah. had on two weeks ago. Yeah. She was the same. You know, we're all, we all have yeah. it. There's, there's, you know, she was saying, I'm not any different to anyone else. You just have to yeah. have the ability to tap into it, which is incredible to think that we all have the power within us to heal ourselves and yeah. heal each other. But we've led to, we've been led to believe all of these hundreds of years to believe mm-hmm. that, no, 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 you've got to go to this person to be yes. fixed. You've got to go to a doctor. You've got to go to a priest mm-hmm. to talk to God when actually that's not the way it is. Mm-hmm. You can connect outside and you can sit outside in meditation with your children around you and you can sit and connect in with God. You're connecting into the God within you. Yes. God is nowhere up there. He's not yes. up on a, you know, this, what we were led to believe, like this voice and you, yeah. you're not going to get in. At the gates. At the gates. There's yeah. no such thing as that. We're, we're, we have the God within. Every single one of us has this spark of God. And if you can imagine source God being, or creator God being, being this ball of energy that in the, it, broke open in the cosmos and we have all these little sparks and we're all a little spark mm-hmm. of that and it's we are god experiencing life down here in this human form yeah. we decided to come to earth there's many sparks that decided to go to all the other different planets I don't think we're the only ones yeah. we don't, we're human beings but there's beings on every planet yeah and each part decided that they were going to experience god within that that spark on that planet mm-hmm. so we just decided to come here yeah and they all go, like most of my guys were like, eh, we're just going to keep going past Earth. Oh, yeah, I was just about to say, are we nuts? <laughs> we're the nutty ones that decided to come here. And when you look at it in that way, when you understand what an amazing spiritual being, an amazing spiritual warrior we all are mm-hmm. now, to come down to choose to be in this really dense, horrible energy, especially at the moment, yes. while all these systems are breaking down and we're getting to see things that we we believe that was right all along. And now we're mm-hmm. seeing all the medical system falling down. We're seeing all the religious systems, the government's all breaking. Everything, now we're starting yeah. to see it. And, and now we're like, oh my God, mm-hmm. we actually don't need all of these. We can do all this ourselves. Yes. We have it all within us. Which is where our power is. With yeah. the power is. And that is what they don't want us to know. We, we always say, especially with me, I always say, go with your gut instinct. That is the first part of you, mm. which is in your solar plexus here, that knows everything about where you're supposed to go. But what we do is, we always override the gut. We go, oh no, but if I go down, if I say that to her, this is what's going to happen. And you, we are logically then work out what may happen if you actually speak up the way you want to speak up. And if you don't yeah. speak up for yourself, then you block that part of you down and your solar plexus gets blocked and then you 
you get energy in your solar mm-hmm. plexus and then there's your physical body starts to break down. We don't use our gifts that we have, but there's so many of us now because of the shifting that's happening right now at the mm-hmm. moment. We have the 3D, which we're in now, this dense energy at the moment, and we're shifting into the 5D. Can you explain what that means to someone who's listening who maybe doesn't, if this is their first kind of journey into to anything? So when I talk about five, fifth dimensional beings, right? So mm-hmm. f- uh, we are now at the moment in 3D, tr- uh, third dimensional. I say yeah. third, third, third. Third, <laughs> three and a third. The trot Hello to the Irish. Yeah, to the Irish. Everyone goes, oh, you know she was Irish. She says three. And uh, well, so the 30, uh, so the 33 and the third, the third dimension is what we're on now. Very mm-hmm. dense energy. We originally were fifth dimensional beings when we were Atlantis and Lemuria. We were talking about that before we came yeah. on. Atlantis and Lemuria. We were originally 5D there, fifth dimensional beings, but we, we were led to, uh, into this world where fear and control and all of that, and we start to drop our energy and we drop down to 3D. So when people say we're moving into this new earth, we're not moving into any new earth. We were there before. We're okay. just going back to it. We were able to do it. So when we were 5D, which we were before when we came down here for us onto this earth, we were fifth dimensional beings. When we were here before, we had all of these uh, gifts, being able to access, how be able to talk with our minds, be able to mm-hmm. feel, be able to see colours, be able to see most amazing, vivid colours. We were able to do all of that. We didn't even, even need to open our mouths. We were mm-hmm. able to heal with our hands. We were able to manifest things instantly. We would say, I want this, and boom, it would be there. Mm-hmm. Because when you understand the God within you, if you were God, you said, it's like, um, uh, what was that movie that, um, oh, your man was in, Bruce Almighty. Yes. Bam. <laughs> yes. Nobody kept doing this with his fingers. Bam, bam. Because that's what you can do if you're God. Yes. But if you understand that you are God, mm-hmm. you are God. We'd be led to believe we aren't, that we have to access God through something else. If you yeah. believe that you are God and you can manifest that, you know that I'm going to think this in my thoughts, I'm going to have that new car and I deserve that new car. Boom, you manifest it in. Mm-hmm. That's how it works. So in the fifth dimensional beings, we manifest instantly. Right. Mm-hmm. But then we drop down because of fear and control and people starting to control us and coming in and the limitations are put yeah. on us. And we've dropped down to 3D. So now we're moving back up. We're trying to move right. back up to 5D where we actually now remember, in fact, I did this before. Mm. Hence why I was saying to you earlier on, we have this connection with us. We know that we there's a spiritual part of us that's connected and we go, oh, I know I can do it. Mm. I know something I, I have this you have this feeling that you know that you know you're able to do that but you just feel like I can't because somebody yes. told me I can't yeah, 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 but yeah. that's the beliefs yeah. that we've been led to believe all our lives it's like like you can me- remember going to school you go into school you get four, five, six you're conditioned to believe in a certain way our, te- our teachers mm-hmm. teach us one way that's their perception of what way it's supposed to be through with the educational system then we go into the church and the priest says no you've got to go through me to confess to God mm-hmm. so there's ways that they teach you yeah. and then you forget that as that little child going up because most children can remember till they're around 10, 10, 11 they start to can disconnect from their spiritual selves mm-hmm. they forget that they can do that because yeah. they're conditioned to believe that they can't mm. you see when all the children now I have loads of children that come to me and go and they stand there looking at me like and I say can you see something they're like yeah they can wow. see because little kids can see little kids will always say oh you because I'm, I'm talking to him and they'll be talking pointing to yeah. somebody there and there's nobody there because mm. they can still see the spirit side because they're not in under those conditions and mm-hmm. beliefs just yet have so you all ever, had it if you ever um, um, investigated a child but have you ever like asked 
got an got an anything substantial from a child where you it resonated and you were like that's what I see or yeah because because they are close to source yeah. right I had it with my own children growing up like my yeah. Oshin when I when I when I um I I had Oshin a few before I met my husband Martin and I when I moved into the house um which was my husband's house I moved in there like um I was probably there about two years and when I was in the kitchen the door used to open all the time the door yeah. in the kitchen used to just open right and because I was not afraid of that I'd say. Hello angels, you know, I'd always say that's my angel, that's my mm-hmm. guides coming in, right? And one night, um, Oshin was sick in the bed, he had a temperature and I was in raking him, right, put my hands on him and I was saying to my guides, please protect him, put the bubble of light around him, stay with him, you know, make sure he's well in the morning. So I'm talking to my guide, which is my spirit guide in spirit, that's with us all the time. They're just there, they're just on a different mm-hmm. dimension to us so that we just can't see them, right? And I'm talking to my guide, so I was wrecked at night going in I said, I'm going to go into bed now, will you keep get get his guide to keep an eye on him so my guide is talking to his guide right so I went to bed woke up the next morning and um not um too many kids or Shane <laughs> comes down the stairs and I remember holding his hand and he's coming down the stairs it's only four or five and he's coming down the stairs and he goes perfect health no problems no um no um temperature and he said ma'am you know your angel was with me last night and I said oh was she and I would talk to him like, you know, I wouldn't go, well, oh, that's mad stuff. I would say, oh, really, tell me what she was like. So we get him to describe her to me. He said, well, she has um, long hair, like really long hair. And she has, and I said, what colour is her hair? And he goes, well, she's like, she doesn't have your hair. She doesn't have my hair. She doesn't have daddy's hair. I was trying to work out because my hair was red at the time. She has like old people's hair. So he's describing in his language that he can describe, right? And yeah. he said, I said, what did she say? She was minding me last night. She says she sits on top of the house, which I always say to my guide, sit on top of my house and protect my house, and protect everything that's in it, right? Yeah. So he was able to tell me that back, right? So I thought straight away, I was like, oh my God, that's amazing. And he goes, and you know what, ma'am? She's always in the kitchen with you, but you can't see her because she's disappeared. So he didn't know how to say it in his kiddie language. Wow. So he gave it to me. And, you know, he he told it to me yeah. that she's not here. You can't see her, but she's, she's disappeared. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So I was like, oh my God. So that gives you that little bit of, oh my God, they are really here because he can see them. Yes. And I've had yeah, so yeah, many yeah. experiences. With, like I work with lots of children. They come in. I don't even put them up onto the bed in the Reiki room. I just say, okay, there's the crystal. And I put the crystals out on the floor because mm-hmm. kids love being on the ground yeah. because they connect it to the earth. Mm-hmm. And I always say to the children, go up and lie on the ground or do whatever. And they say, lie on the ground with the crystals and I make pictures out of crystals. And I just put my hand on their back. Yeah. So I don't have to physically put them up on a bed like I would if it was an adult. Yeah. I just let them go to wherever they want and I just follow them around the room and I just put my hand on them. And they've I've had so many experiences with little kids who say, I say, what can you see? And especially children who are like coming into adolescence where mm-hmm. they're really sensitive to energy and they're, especially their parents bring them because they're going through so much anxiety in school because they feel everything yeah. from their friends. You know, when somebody's being mean, they feel that energy and mm-hmm. then they go, oh my God, she doesn't like me. But maybe that child is just picking up that energy from the kids over there because that kid had a bad night last night because the yeah. parents might have been fighting. But they're fi- picking, she might be picking, the sensitive kid is picking up the energy from those kids that are over there and the one who's had the bad night. And she goes, she doesn't like me because she's picking the negative mm-hmm. energy up it's not because she doesn't like it. It's just because you pick it. She's a feeler and she can feel that negative energy yeah. off her. Do you understand? Yeah. So I have a lot of people who bring their kids because they go through so much anxiety in school because they don't know how to protect themselves. Yeah. I say, when you go into school, put yourself in a bubble of light. No one else can see that, only you. Yeah. And you protect yourself from anything that's going to come at you. Mm. And the, the mom say to me the next day, totally different kid. Totally different. Wow. Because it's amazing when you give that intention of putting that light around yourself. And that's for adults. 
If you can teach the kids from a small age, go into school and put a bubble. You know the ad that's on the table, I tell you at the moment, the HSE bubble. You know this new fucking ad that they keep putting out? This bubble Those around people there. Yeah, right? bubbles, yeah. Right? I see that yeah. bubble, but <laughs> see it in a golden light bubble. Yes. And when you interact with people, and hence why we've had that two meter distance, right? The guides, my guides said that to me last year. The reason for the two meter distance as well is because you're shifting your energy now, mm. right now, especially now as we're moving up into this new high vibrational um, energy. You're shifting all your old shit. And yeah. I'm shifting all my old shit that I've had for the last 44 years, right? So I'm, so I, I can't be in your energy while you're shifting your stuff. And mm. I, so it's good for you both to be as part from each other. Let, let your energy go and I let my energy go. And then we'll mingle back together once we have gotten rid of our stuff. Do you understand? Yes. Yeah, so yeah. when you see that bubble around yourself, do that on a daily basis. Put yourself in a bubble of light. And every experience that comes at you, that's anything negative, is going to bounce off mm. that. Because you put it up, you intentionally say, I'm surrounded by the light. Whatever comes at me, fucking let it bounce off me. Yes. Do you understand? Yeah. So it's it's putting that thought, and your thoughts are so powerful, you manifest a bubble of light around yourself, mm-hmm. and it bounces off you. Do you understand? Absolutely. And it's really good to teach the children first, because mm-hmm. well, now you understand, look at us, I'm 44, and it took me till I was 30-odd to understand this. If I had known that then, as a little sensitive kid that was in school, terrified... I would have been able to be protected from that. Do you understand? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. So we're trying to teach the children first. If you can teach our kids now, that's why it's really important. Mindfulness meditations in schools, they should be doing that. Absolutely. And I suppose in a way, that's the Catholic thing. You know, well, I was going to uh, say, do you have an opinion on why they wouldn't be doing that? No, they wouldn't be doing it because I suppose it's, and in a way, thankfully, it's now moving into that more. They're really connecting in with the mindfulness meditation. They understand that that's, um, they need to shift with the times. Mm-hmm. And if, a small little bit, whether it's like four or five minutes in the morning before they do roll call or whatever in school, even if it's getting them to connect with their breath. Yeah. How do they feel in their body? Mm-hmm. To getting the kids to close their eyes down, what do, they, what do they feel when they take in a few breaths? Do 20 breaths in, out. Then where do you feel heaviness in your body? Become aware of that and you get the kids to do that. That's a small few minutes. Mm-hmm. And then the kids go, yeah, I feel it there. I feel it in my stomach. Or I yeah. feel it in my heart. My heart's hurt. Yeah. My kids used to say, I have a pain in my heart. And I'm like, why? And he goes, because he was mean to me today. Do you know? But they say it in a different way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I say to him, okay, now I want you to put your hands on your heart and now feel the energy coming off our crystals. Mm. Crystals are so good for kids. Put your hand on the crystal and allow the pin in your heart, that feeling to go into the crystal. That's going to take that pin pin away. And teaching them that they have little things like crystals or bubble of light or going out into the ground outside, taking their shoes off, letting Mm. that bad energy go. Mm down to their feet take a breath in breathe it down let it go out your feet because it's going to go out your feet teaching them how to do that yeah so important to ground children especially the new ones that are coming in because they're so up their energy is so high they're not even on our vibe they're yeah. up here yeah so you have to keep grounding them because they're human you have to mm-hmm. keep bringing them back in so there's so many i mean i teach my my especially because my um clients would be all women mostly women i've you know 95 percent women the rest is men um, the men are the criers. They're the ones. Any man who comes to me is always crying because the, uh, yeah. I bring the sensitive men to me. I, just, I seem to always wow. bring, bring them. But it's really good to connect. Mm. Like even even as a man, like they, and that's why we have in Ireland we have so much um, suicide and that because women do this. The cackle, as my husband says, mm. cackling and talking about their problems. Men don't, and they bottle it all up. 
So yeah, it's I was teaching them. say, is that just a total release of pent up emotion? Yeah, yeah I have most of my emotion. men are the criers and most of my men, and I hope I'm not, getting, I'm not telling anybody's stories. <laughs> anything, but, well, men are the ones who have the biggest releases. I have people mm. who get up on the bed and they actually, we're, we call it movers in Reiki. So a lot of people who have Reiki done, have, have you ever had Reiki done? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so you probably yeah. move, did you ever move or anything like that? Did you ever have any experience where your body actually took off and moved? Um, or do you have like where you just got emotional? I've I've had different experiences where I've um I've had uh physical like Jolting, a jump that's great yeah, yeah. <laughs> got so a twitch movers, and I'm like movers. sorry sorry yeah, <laughs> she's yeah. like you know you're fine you're yeah. fine I've also had um like uh that I was disconnected from my body yeah and you're feeling like you've come floated up yeah yeah N- not that I I can't see myself but I just feel like I'm not in my body yeah that's perfect and then the last couple of times um two or three times I've had uh uh <laughs> go on explain he might is like she's going to fucking start talking about bleeding <laughs> her soul again now ain't you <laughs> no but I understand it but there's a, a guy called Paul Czech who has a podcast called Living 4D with Paul Czech and he uh, is a wonderful man. Research him if anyone is listening and they don't know who he is, but he talks about connecting to your soul and listening to your soul yeah, here. and that it will guide you yeah. and how to do it. So randomly a couple of years ago, I was walking somewhere and a voice came into my head yeah. and I started bawling crying because I actually thought I was losing my mind. Did you hear it as your voice or did you hear it as no, another voice? it was another voice. Yeah, that's your yeah. guides then. But I thought, I thought it was my... Um, like my subconscious or something. Mm. So I was terrified for a while and then I started reading up on it and I was like, okay, I'm going to try and have a dialogue here. Yeah. And I've been on a journey since of, am I actually talking to someone or is it my subconscious? And I'm just answering the question and it's in a different, myself, you know, and that's kind of where I'm at with it. Because you don't hear, you hear your higher self in your own work, you hear it in your, it's like your own thoughts. If you're like, you know, you have an experience where you're like, yeah, I was watching the television last night and you go back, you you, you hear those thoughts in your own head as your own voice. That's how you how it works. It's your yeah. higher self mm-hmm. is is in there all the time, and it's like it's like people say, oh, you have the little angel and your little devil on your shoulders. That's yeah. your your subconscious talking mm-hmm. to you, and it's amazing when you actually do connect and you trust it. You don't, yeah. Because if I had it gone down the road where I'm going and and not trusted myself, because I, I was one per child growing up that I loved haunted movies and I loved all those like weird <laughs> possessions and all those movies, right? And when I went out to do Reiki Forest, I was fucking terrified because I thought, oh my god, what have I seen? something bad yeah, oh my god I close my in? eyes and this one's gonna be sitting up looking at me with black eyes like something yeah. that's possessed right and I used to terrify myself going out and I'm like to my guys please protect me please protect me please yeah. protect me and I used to always hear trust 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 but it was trust in my voice mm. in my own head trust in my voice and I, I I would get what you get when I go to bed at night and I hear Hazel and I'd hear it in a different voice totally but now I now understand the guide sometimes will come in and be a different a different voice yeah me is my thoughts is me yeah. it's my, my dialogue with myself mm-hmm. that's my higher self and then I also then w- w- in 2013 I then started to speak as a channel mm. so in 2013 I started to speak light language which is not from here at all it's from there right right and when that happened that was my my students started talking first in different languages that when I was teaching them how to do Reiki level one Reiki literally initiating them initiate in, in level one when you're being initiated you get initiated over two days because it's like initiation means opening up you to your connection to source so I'm mm-hmm. I'm initiating you put symbols over them and it opens up the crown chakra slowly because it's like in a bolt of lightning and if you connect right in it's like boom it's too hard for yeah. you right so it's like 
you do it in a slow space. So you do it in the morning and then the afternoon and one day, the next day, and then mm-hmm. you get two times you get your initiations again. And it's when people were being initiated on day one, they started speaking different languages. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? Wow. Like, to- totally speaking, not, not, not human language, speaking different language. And I was like, because I've never experienced that. I experienced it when I was in Medjugorje when they call speaking in tongue. Yeah. It's like uh, the um, uh, bringing in the spirit, they call it in Medjugorje. Mm-hmm. And I remember going to an experience in Medjugorje where they put their hand down, they go, blah, 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 and you fall back and they just lie in spirit. And I was like, what the fuck is that? Because yeah. it totally terrified me. Yeah. But years later, so that was 2008, years later, 2013, I had it myself. My guides didn't give it to me then. Gave me a little bit of it in 2008 because I said, this is where she'll remember mm. in 2013. She'd go, oh my God, I had that experience before. Wow. And they started speaking different languages and they started speaking to each other. It's different language. Like having a conversation in a totally different language, like um, avatar language, right? Totally different. And even though I was doing this, I can hear her coming in like, no, get back, right? <laughs> so when when you when you connect in that way, you can connect into your 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 maybe a language that you have spoken on a different and a different time before so again you're connecting into a, a different incarnation when i may have lived on mm-hmm. the pleiades um star or i may have lived in atlantis and i spoke a different language then and i'm just connecting wow. back into that language that i used to help people and it, and sometimes it comes out in language like it's physically talking you can hear it you know the the way it's a dialogue it speaks in a way like tone yeah and then sometimes it just comes in with tone and sounds like it like like a morse coding wow and when i do it i i especially to start when i started first i was like what the fuck is this? and i did meditation my hand would go up and i'm like why is my hand going up my hand kept going up because like catching the frequency wow. remember years ago when we were kids i don't know whether you might remember this i'm maybe too old <laughs> but when i was a kid we didn't have a great television right but so my dad used to make a stand behind the old television with yeah. this like hanger into the back and you would try to catch the frequency <laughs> yeah. of the channel. So yeah. think about it in that way. It's exactly the same thing. You catching the channel mm. of the frequency of whoever it is that's coming in. Wow. So my hand used to go up in meditation. My hand just kept going up and I like doing this with my hand. Like, why am I doing that? So, because I was trying to catch the frequency. Yeah. And then I would catch the frequency and like mm, making sounds. So my students started at first and then I was like, can I have it please? Can I do it too? Yeah. And then over time, then I started to do it. And I had to practice that on myself first. So I would use it on myself through my own healing first. And then I would start to practice on my Reiki clients who are my regulars because I wouldn't practice on any newbie. <laughs> like this one's going to come in the door and <laughs> fucking run. <laughs> like, what's this one doing? But again, your, my guides would never do it for somebody who wasn't able for it. Yeah. Never ever do it for somebody mm-hmm. that know if somebody was a bit of a scaredy cat. I'm like, what the hell was that? They would, my guides are their guides. Mm-hmm. So it would never come in for the person if it was going to frighten the life out of them. It would only come in for the ones who were able for it. Yeah. So you only give a, a baby milk. You don't give a baby a fill of steak. So you build it mm-hmm. up. Same with me. They built me up. They gave me that experience in 2008 when I saw it. And now they gave me a full experience of it when I actually started to do it myself. If I'd have known I in 2008 I was going to do this, I probably ran away from myself. Yeah, or I was that's you know what I mean? Yeah, like uh, that, and that kind of touches on the what I said to you earlier about the overwhelming. Yeah, you know, is it like I imagine acknowledging that you have this power within you? Yeah, everybody does. Everyone does. But you're different in that you have, get to acknowledge it. Yeah, but you have to have the whole thing where I said to you, my guides kept saying trust, trust, trust. You've got to trust it because. And when you when you connect in with that energy, and I, and I was saying earlier on, but my my I wasn't religious. Yeah. 
And I had so many experiences with Jesus, even though I was like, no, Jesus is with me. I always curse and Jesus wouldn't be around me. Right? So, Because you, 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 you have this belief that if you do things like cursing and all these things, that yeah. you're not really, you're not shiny in light. Yeah. Right? Oh my God, it must be, I'm going definitely to hell. Because that was what we were led to believe when we were kids. Don't be cursing. You're going, yeah. you're going straight to hell. Maybe say that to us, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you have this belief that, <laughs> no, why would, why, would you have the, why would you have a connection with Jesus if you were, you know, doing things that were bad? Like we all have experience where I'm sure Jesus was, did things we was bad when course, he was a kid. Yeah. So he was a human yeah, being yeah, yeah, too, yeah. but we're led to believe that he didn't, you know? Yeah. So I've had so many experiences with um, Our Lady, which was Mary when we were in Medjugorje. And I've had those experiences when I'd come back. I've used her, I always call her in when I'm working with people for babies, mm-hmm. anything to do with people who have um, who are looking for um, to have babies or have an infertility problems. I always bring in Mary because she knows because she's had Jesus. She's a mother, yeah. right? So use the ones who you're going to connect in who's very high vibration energy, the, the best of the best, the ascended masters, using those for your healing work. Mm-hmm. I'd always bring her in for anyone who was sick, any children that were sick, or and she would sometimes she would come in. Mm-hmm. Sometimes she would come in and I'd be like, oh my God, I feel that real Our Lady presence. And I'd say to them, would, you know, you're whatever your parent is here and this parent is bringing in our lady and like oh my granny was always there with the rosary beads yeah. so the granny knows well I'm bringing in Mary if mm-hmm. she's over in spirit she's gone I'm bringing in Mary because she always worked for me when I was down there yeah, yeah, yeah. and you, you connect in with, with, with um, ascended masses in spirit and, and you can be a normal human being mm-hmm. why not because yeah. remember they were here first they were here too they walked mm-hmm. like we walk so they know how it feels to be human so when they come in how do you experience it you experience it through energy Okay. Like I knew when I had an experience where I had um, an experience with, I've many experience with Jesus, but I've had an experience with Jesus where I, f- I felt him in the room. Mm-hmm. And I know that people go, oh, fucking unfollow. <laughs> oh my God, <laughs> she's gone down the Jesus road. But it wasn't like that at all. I, I, I went, I, 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 can t- I can tell you this experience. Um, I went to um, uh, Britis. I bought a mobile down in Britis. It was an old mobile. A friend okay. of mine, Claire, who's now in spirit, she died. She said to me, it was an old mobile at the time. I never mobiled because family of eight, we never went anywhere. We only went to Scaries with the trolley, right? <laughs> or Bray with the trolley and the kids on the bus. So my husband mobiled all his life as a kid. And he bought this mobile down in Britis in Wicklow in 2014. We're going through like a lull period in our work and that. And we said, oh, fuck it, we'll take it. But the kids were small. I went down and they had this like, um, you know, a garden feet, you know, like it's like a... Um, a big field down there and there's all like stalls and they sell books and they do like playing darts and there's all games right Yeah. but they had this medium there right and I love mediums I've always been to mediums all my life and she, she does, if anyone sees me and they know me they recognise me they go that's your one that's the singer right yeah. she didn't know me Right, mm-hmm. because when I sat down in front of her, and at that point I was doing Reiki this is 2014 I'd only started doing Reiki 2012 as in my practice had only opened she said to me oh my god you're a healer and I was like what? and she goes if you're not a healer, you need to be because Jesus is standing right behind you, right? And wow. I was like, no, because I was laughing, right? She goes, she says, you've green, green light going down your back. And I said, oh my God, okay, all right, yeah. Great. So I still didn't tell her I was doing Reiki or anything like yeah. that. So that night I went home because um, at that stage, the mobile was too small. I couldn't do Pierce's machine. So I had to keep going home every couple of nights. Mm-hmm. So that night I went home and my friend said, Hazel, I've got carpal tunnel syndrome in my hand. Is there any chance you'll do a Reiki session on me? So I did a Reiki session on her. I literally was only started doing Reiki on her. And she said, oh my God, they're all here, Hazel. And she told me what she could see. She could see all of the guides all coming in and standing because she can see. She, my, this client can see and see the guides, right? She wow. can, she's clairvoyant. And she said, all of the guides are all standing. They're all waiting for somebody. I don't know who they're waiting for, Hazel. I don't know. And she said, she kept doing this with her mouth. 
Ashtar, Ashtar, Ashtar. And I was going, Ashtar, back, thinking <laughs> this is some greeting from, because I couldn't see them. I just yeah. knew I could feel them on. She kept going, Ashtar, Ashtar. And I was going, Ashtar, back to her, right? <laughs> so then she goes, oh. she takes this big deep breath in and she puts her hands out wide like this and puts her feet on top of it like she's being crucified. Oh, and my she goes, oh, days. he's here, he's here. And I was like, oh, <laughs> like my eyes closed. Oh, fuck. Because I could feel the energy coming in. I couldn't see him, but I felt it. And she's and I felt where she said he's here. And he walked around her and he came behind me and he stood. And I could feel like all I can say is I can even now when I'm talking about it, I can feel that energy. But I could feel like he beaming golden light into me back. And she said, Hazel, he loves you. He's here for you. He's not here for me. She kept saying, the Prince of Peace, he's here. The Prince of Peace. Like, I didn't know that was one of his names. Um, she, she called him Jeshua, which is his name yeah. when he was here. And when, when, she, when it went, the carpal tunnel syndrome was gone. Well, she didn't have it, right? She let, got off the bed. The, the, the pain is gone. So the reason that she got the pain was to come to me, to give me the message, do you see? Well. And then she gives me the message, and I went in that night, put my pierce on his machine, and I said, I'll just Google Ashtar. Spirit, I, put, I put in Google Ashtar, spiritual name, and up comes Ashtar, which is an ascended master. He's the, he's the, um, he's the Galactic Federation of Light. It's like a, um, beings that look out, look like the guides of Earth, right? Mm -hmm. And his name is Ashtar. And he works with Jesus and the two of them in the picture together. Holy and I was shit. like, fuck me, I just had Jesus in Concealy. <laughs> because <laughs> then I was like if ever there was a validation for me because I mean she couldn't have given me that information you know and hadn't, she didn't even know anything about the experience I had earlier on that day where your woman said Jesus right behind but I've had loads of experiences with him before wow. but that was the most poignant one where I will never forget that for the rest of my life because I felt it I really felt it was there that, to the point that I didn't want to open my eyes because I was like what have I seen oh my god what have I seen I'll die if I see him yeah 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 but I just had to feel and mm. I just 1000% I knew it was there so I've, I've always I always use him my healings anybody who especially anybody who's gone through big traumas anybody who's cancer or anything like that I use him because mm -hmm. why not go to the top and Absolutely. use the best of the best you know yeah I mean there's no point in going and saying oh well bring your granny in from spirit bring in the, yeah. the healers mm -hmm. like Jesus was a healer Padre Pio all of those so the same way then with clients who have um you know family or friends that are in spirit when they come through in the same way they come through in the same way but as I said I'm I was saying that to you earlier on I'm not a medium I wish I was a better medium I, don't, I wish I could pick up names sometimes I'll be standing over somebody and I feel the energy of mm. a mother coming in or I feel the energy of a, I, I remember one time seeing this man and he kept, I could see his flash of his face I just had my eyes closed and in here in your third eye which is right in the center of your forehead is where you see your inner eye it's mm -hmm. your soul eye yeah. and your it's called your third third eye and um, it's your, your third eye and you see images there so they might show you an image of color they might show you an image of somebody and I, I saw this man and I could see this big big mustache and I and it kept here in my head Christy 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 so I was like do you have anybody connected to you that's Christy? Because I don't like giving people the message that somebody is there because then they think that they're coming for a message yeah. from spirit. And I'm yeah. not a medium. I'm, mm. They're coming for the healing. Yeah. So when we're tapping in to source, you're connecting in with the light and you're connecting into also who's over there, mm. who's connected to that person that's on the bed. All yeah. their guides come in to work with them with me wow. and my guides. So everyone comes in at the time. So when you get up on the bed, you physically lie on the bed. I'm physically working on mm -hmm. you. And the spirit team of the person who's on the bed comes in to work on the spirit. And my spiritual team comes in to whoever I'm calling in is also there. So it's quite, a, when you're having Reiki done, it's quite a spiritual experience. Yeah. Your physical experience, where mm -hmm. I was saying, you were saying about the movement. Yeah. 
I get a lot of people who move on the bed, physically start taking off their hands, move, flicking their fingers. I have full on movers who get off the bed and do movement on the floor, which that's only hardcore ones who really believe. <laughs> like I actually had one girl who actually got off the bed and got on the floor and started doing yoga and has never done yoga before. And she was a big girl and she started doing yoga all around the floor. And she had root chakra energy, really deep root chakra energy, which is right in your in your hips. Yeah. So my guides put her on the floor because that's where you connect the negative energy well. straight to the ground. So they know what to do. I trust him whenever happens. And I had another one who walked around the room doing all this movement with her fingers and I didn't realise she was doing Tai Chi because maybe well, her guide was Tai Chi and they yeah. knew how to direct energy. So she was walking around the room doing Tai Chi. Well, now that doesn't happen for everybody. Mm-hmm. Most people come up in the bed, they lie down, they feel absolutely fabulous. They wake up, they go, oh my God, I feel like I'm going to have yeah. two weeks sleep. Well, what I want to say, because we're, we're nearly towards the end of the time now. I could literally have you here for hours. <laughs> so, so many questions. I'm going to have to get you back. I have to write my book. That's what I'm saying. You <laughs> oh, need you to really write the book. Do. I'm Put in the midst of it. I get the book done. Put a book out. But in, in terms of healing, does the client, does the person that's coming to you, they have to have some level of openness to this? Yeah. Some people come and they were given a voucher. Right, yeah. and they go. So my friend bought me this. I'm just going to come. Right, remember that you won't turn up at my door unless you're ready. Yeah, your guides are bringing you there. It's like your guides and spirit beside you, holding your hand all the way. Mm-hmm. Right, you don't turn up at my door unless you're ready. So I said, the guides only give you what you can handle, and you'll turn up. And sometimes it's only little bits. The guides will give you. I've, I have people who come to me, clients who've been coming to me for years, and they give me a little bit each time, little bits like baby steps. Right, mm-hmm. and then I have other people who get up on the bed and like literally meet me on a Thursday and say, "You're doing a course this." weekend I want to be on it and then boom straight in and do the level one Reiki right Mm -hmm. so there's people who just get it and they just know it's not when you come to me it's something that you can um it's you can do to release stress to leave if you can't sleep at night it's such a a lovely healing experience for you and when you come if then there's something that you want to ask in spirit that you you feel like oh my god what about this what about my granny where did she go what happens when you die if you have those questions you can ask there Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm able to answer as many as I can I don't know at all. I wish I did. I've, I mean, I've, I've so much knowledge within me and I, I'm literally only scratching the surface. The amount mm-hmm. of stuff that I've experienced over my years. And some people don't only come for Reiki. I have people who do. I do other forms of healing like um, past life regression therapy. Yeah. That's that, For me, that's one of my favourites because I'm just a nosy bitch. I just want to know who you were beforehand. I'm like, oh my God, I had one girl who was on the Titanic and like she explained that she was on the, going on this boat ride and she's only 12 and she has like their little bags and I'm like, look up at the boat. And she goes, we're going on a great journey today and I said look at the boat can you see the name and she said the Titanic and you're like fuck because you can't tell her to get off you can't because oh. she has to go through that experience of experiencing that experience because whatever life she was in before and in this life she hates the, her experience in this life is that she hates black water she hates water at night time she's walking down the coast she said I fucking can't look at the water when it's dark because <gasps> they died at night on the, on the Titanic so she she died in that experience. She died in the water. She died. She drowned. She drowned, jumped into the water with her coat on, and the coat drowned her. Oh my! So is she is she wondering why she hates now black she, there's water? There's a trigger. There's a trigger because if you like me, I've I've always hated water growing up. I've I know I died in past life where I drowned. I, when I see things on the television, I see you know when you see somebody coming up to the surface, you see the Kardashians and they're coming in and they go up to the surface and the bubbles are coming out and I'm yeah. like, oh, I'm really having a heart. Like, oh my God, they're not going to make it because I know I didn't make it. Yeah. Because I've had that experience of drowning in the past life. So I made wow. sure in this life I was going to get over that fear. So I only mm. learned how to swim when I was 40. So because I said, I'm not going to be like that. I'm not going to die yes. if I ever fall into water. So I got over that fear because mm. it was triggering me 
to, to get me to remember. Sometimes you get them in your dreams at nighttime where you've, you know, you dream that you're drowning because you're remembering yourself. Mm. Every single experience you've ever had of all the lives you've ever lived is in you now, mm. in your little mind, in your little box. And if you can understand that you may have been burned at the stake as a witch, that's why you won't speak up for yourself now in this life because you don't really want to go there and help people. Yeah. Or you might find that you've had an experience where you drowned. All of those experiences are in you now. So you have to look at those. Mm-hmm. What's f- from the past that's affecting you still now that you can heal it now yes. going forward? So it's it, all in you. Is it important that we heal it? It is. Is, is it necessary as as this being now that well, we go back it, it depends if you don't want to you if you can imagine being down here and this is school and you're in first class second class third class some people stay in third class third class third class and they eventually don't want to learn it t- takes them ages in third class yeah and then they'll jump to fourth and fifth class so see that as right now third dimension yeah. and you can jump to the fourth and the fifth the quicker you get to get rid of your shit the weights my yeah. guides showed it to me like balloons if you can imagine you yourself being a person and you have all these balloons right mm-hmm. and you drop a weight off that balloon you know balloons have like weights on them and you buy yeah. them for 24 or whatever drop a weight that's your emotional shit that you mm-hmm. might have been triggered from before in some other experience yeah. right drop a weight the balloon goes up right drop another weight the balloon goes up the more you drop the weights the balloon goes up so see yourself as that bunch of balloons so if you can get rid of all your weights of all mm-hmm. your emotional shit and everything that's triggers that's happened to you your balloon goes up you'll jump into the 5D quicker than you would if you yeah. said I'm going to keep it I'm going to you know mm-hmm. always have those triggers of feeling like I've been pushed down suppressed or always have those feelings of I'm going to drown of the fear of I'm going to drown mm-hmm. you can keep it if you want or you can get over that fear get rid of it and then you don't have it going into the next life do you understand so yeah. it's all about evolving everybody comes down here spiritually to evolve to have a human experience where you're going to spiritually evolve mm-hmm. it's, the, it's up to you what you want to do do you yeah. want to heal yourself first and get rid of it yourself because it's so easy to be able to do it yeah everybody i think that everybody should learn how to do it, even level one mm-hmm. of reiki because it's, it's I, and when you see investment think about how you can invest in your life yeah Invest in healing yourself, knowing that you can do it for yourself first. Mm-hmm. No, you don't have to look to anybody else. You can heal yourself and then use that gift if you want to go further and say, well, you know what? I know it's really good. It's healed me. I'm going to use my hands now and put my hands on someone else to mm-hmm. heal them. And then you evolve. You spiritually evolve. You Absolutely. Can, the experience that you have from that is like the amount of experience I've had over my years. I mean, I could write 10 books on it. And I, I, I absolutely love it. I mean, the experience of we're having this year is just so devastating for me because I love meeting people and mm. being out and meeting. So we had to adapt in a different way and do it in a different way. But it is you how you are rewarded by seeing somebody walk out the door and going, oh my God, the weights are lifted off my yeah. back. And the weights are energy. The mm. weights is negative energy. Mm-hmm. And it's so important to get rid of it. So many things that we have in our little spiritual toolbox, like connecting our feet to the ground, going down to the sea, putting our feet into the ground, into the sand, connecting that negative energy. It comes out our feet, going out your back garden, putting your hands down with your hands into the grass, connecting mm-hmm. your heart energy. Negative energy is always going to come out your fingers and your toes. Mm-hmm. So connect it in and let it go. It's free. We have yeah. it free. We can connect into nature. That's why people hug trees. Yep. tree huggers there are getting rid of negative energy mm-hmm. off their heart do you understand yeah. so we have all of these things in our little spiritual toolbox that I was saying even earlier on thumping your chest it's so easy to thump your chest mm-hmm. and get rid of energy off your chest yeah. knowing that it's gone but we go no I'm going to go to the doctor and get a pill for anxiety yes you, yeah. you know, when we actually can do it ourselves yeah so so simple to do and if you understand the power that you have and the potential that you have and the spiritual being that's locked in the human overcoat that you can actually connect and access into God whenever you want. You know, the world is open to you. Wow. The world in a different way. The world on all, in, on all levels. 
that's such a lovely that's such a lovely finishing mm. yeah lovely finish that's it's a like, lovely sh- finish all right sure <laughs> I t- it's an hour and 40 minutes and she's still fucking talking no do you know what that is a lovely that's a lovely thought to leave it yeah. on isn't it so that, powerful that if you that, understand yeah. how much powerful you, power yeah. you have within yourself you don't need anyone mm-hmm. else to heal you you know yeah. you're so powerful everybody out there can do this you don't need to go to someone else to be fixed mm-hmm. you can heal yourself absolutely mm-hmm. Hazel thank you so you're much welcome. I think I said wow about 900 times yeah, there I think the podcast is just me going thinking, what wow. are we going to talk about wow. <laughs> never have any problems talking no I really Thanks enjoyed that me. thank you so much it's so like it's it's just I, it's such an uplifting conversation for me yeah you know I just feel you have to go down the road of it yourself you you said this yeah, yeah. I, it's funny because um I sort of do things like rebirthing or mediums or anything yeah. like that. I do that like people get facials you know once a month I'm yeah. like hmm what can I delve into it because yeah. I'm so interested in it and but you can do it yourself the whole thing is I used to go to mediums too and I sit in front of the medium and go what are you here for really because I want you to tell me what I can feel because I want them to validate what I already can feel so it gives me that Mm -hmm. I fucking knew it I knew it within me but I want you to tell me everything they go you're mad why are you here all your guides are all around you like what are you I don't know she's wasting her money yeah (laughs) do you know what I mean it's silly but I just love getting the validations from mediums that's that's what it is so many experiences that I've had and you can do that as well if you feel that you want to go down that road Mm. of doing that do it yeah get a start with a deck of angel cards and start reading your own cards yeah do you know what i actually got angel cards uh like a week ago i haven't even opened the box yet i think i'm terrified no no don't there the fear is in there you see the The fear fear, is there yeah the fear is there yeah because it's there it's obviously within you and you want to do it so don't stop yourself yeah go with your gut trust your gut trust your gut um, where can people find out more about you if they're if they've this conversation has resonated with them? Um, well, I'm on um, Halo. Ha- sorry, Halo Therapies is my Instagram page. Um, Halo. Um I'm Hazel Grogan. Everyone uh, doesn't even know me as Grogan. I'm Grogan married, so I'm Hazel Grogan on YouTube. So there's lots of um, videos there as well as meditation. So Mm -hmm. the light language we were talking about earlier on, there's there's lots of videos that has light language in them on my meditations on YouTube. And um, I'm doing my own series at the moment called The Path to Healing. That's on uh, my um, Facebook is Hazel Canes two different Facebook pages Hazel Keynes we're on the alter ego and Hazel Keynes is the, is the Reiki one and so you can find me there hey, I'm mostly on Instagram as the main place Instagram as Halo Therapies on Instagram Amazing. you can find me there thank you so much You're again welcome. I really appreciate it Hazel Keynes we're on Grogan Hazel Keynes we're on Grogan <laughs> I'm only, as my husband says you're only Grogan for the bills <laughs> especially the big ones thank you so much you're again uh, you were listening to the First Exchange Podcast 